Today is Thursday, December 7th. The title for our devotional is The Life Revealed? Question <laughs> mark. I told you my titles stink this week. All right. Yesterday, I made the assertion that the reference to the life revealed in verse 2 is the incarnate Christ and the meaning of the incarnate Christ, the gospel. Grammatically, it can't be just the incarnate Jesus, and the context bears this out. Today, I promised that I would support that idea, so here we go. John opens his this first epistle here in 1 John with a big statement. What was from the beginning? This, of course, begs the question, beginning of what? With the what, referring to the gospel in verse 1, remember, verse 1 is what was from the beginning. And if we've established that the what is neuter, it can't be referring to just Jesus, remember all that from yesterday, then this begs the question again from the beginning of what? With the what referring to the gospel, it could be the birth of Jesus, it could also be the beginning of the church, or the beginning of his reader's faith. However, I think the most likely explanation is similar to how John begins his gospel. In John 1.1, remember, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John then begins both his epistle and his gospel with a reference to Genesis 1.1 and the creation account. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, the eternal, existent Son. There was never a time when he was not. John uses the term Word at the end of verse 1, which also suggests this link to the opening of his gospel. The end of verse 2 also suggests that John is referring to the eternal existence of the Son by saying, quote, the eternal life that was with the Father. Again, linking it to John 1.1. But remember, the reference is not just to Christ, but to the whole gospel, to the meaning of Christ, and the theology behind Jesus, who he is, what he's done. Taking this as the referent then, Jesus and God's redemption through the gospel has been the plan from the beginning. The idea then, in verse 1, of John saying what was from the beginning, referring to the gospel, centered on Christ, culminating in Christ, fulfilled in Christ, is similar to other verses that we see throughout the New Testament. Galatians 4, 4 through 5, Paul writes, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. So, He's referencing the fullness of time. This has been God's plan from the beginning, and he has brought it about in his timing. Matthew 13, 17 says, For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, Jesus speaking, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. That God had given whispers of the gospel of the Messiah throughout the history of the people of Israel in the Old Testament, but now they were living in it and experiencing it with Christ. Acts 4, 27-28 says, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and your will had decided beforehand should happen. So again, the crucifixion of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus was a part of God's plan from the beginning. What his will had decided beforehand would happen. Ephesians 1, 7-10, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. To be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment. 
Hebrews 11, 39-40, after going through all the heroes of the faith, the author of Hebrews says, These who were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us as those who were living in the time of Jesus and the immediate followers of Jesus right after his life. So that only together with us would they be made perfect. God's plan of redemption is centered on Jesus, so even the heroes of the faith, they are made perfect, they are made holy, they are saved only through Jesus as well. The idea, therefore, is that the gospel culminating in Jesus is incarnation, life, death, resurrection, is teaching, and the theological meaning of all of this was from the beginning. It, was, it has always been God's plan to redeem creation through Christ. The gospel then centered on Jesus is the word that is life. We could spend a lot of time on John's use of the word as well, but we'll save that for another time. So we see this idea, the idea that this gospel centered on Christ is life, expressed in John's gospel as well. John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and we have to have faith in him, faith in the truth of who he is and what he said and what he did for us. And when we do that, yet though we die, yet shall we live. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In the gospel of Jesus, then, God has in the fullness of time, that is, the time designated by his perfect will, revealed the life. This life, eternal life, fullness of life, is in Jesus and in faith in the gospel about Jesus. This week, I spent a lot of time going through the meaning of this text. So tomorrow, we will take the whole day to apply what this means.